Hey, it's Frank Willow, also known as Crossbones, and you're listening to my favorite Game Fix show. Spider-Man here. Hey, what's up? This is Dave Fenoy. Hey, guys, this is Ashley Birch. This is Master Daniel Pesina. You're listening to the Game Fix Podcast. Welcome to Game Fix Podcast. And you're listening to the Game Fix Show. I listen to the Game Fix Show, you know, to make me feel better about myself, about the world. All right, partner. You know what time it is. Let's go, crazy! Crazy! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Game Fix Show. As you can see, I am Verlaine, but Dave is not here. We are joined today by Mike, our lead contributor, and our producer, James. Hello, fellas. Greetings. Thank you for joining me tonight. Um, Today is going to be like a very weird show. Uh, PlayStation seems to have just dominated everything we're going to be talking about, and it wasn't intentionally. Uh, They are just in the news a lot. Uh, also, we will get into some very, it's some of the best news that you can hear from somebody from a company that doesn't do video games getting into video games. Uh, so yeah, Netflix is looking very, very good. Uh, before we get into all that stuff, uh, first of all, no, no, no. First of all, before we get into even that, I want to say thank you to CCAG for an awesome show. Mike, you joined me for your actual first uh, convention. How did you like that? Like, that was a pretty cool experience. I mean, it, it, I looked at the uh, I looked at the hours just kind of like rolled by, and I thought, oh my goodness, this was actually pretty cool. Like I'm like looking around a lot of the goods that are there. Everybody was friendly. Uh, the venue was great. Uh, just just a, a blast. It was like the first time I've had uh, I, ha- I had a chance to partake in a thing like this for Game Fix. Thought it was better than like the last anime venue that I helped. Them. That, was, that, that was a nightmare, uh, but yeah, it was awesome. Great, great hospitality, guys. Yeah, I like that. Th- that was actually when we started doing these conventions. That was the first show that we did. Um, so, and and it it, it surprised me because we we have grown and we are usually taking up multiple tables. And we go to this one and we have one table. Uh, it was a little like off putting, but whatever. It was it was great. We saw the dudes from Retro Ohio, uh, Dan the Bundler. We got Sean and Brett also. Uh, those guys were sweet. Uh, check out their video. They actually donated an Xbox Series X to this event. Uh, during the event, if you've ever been to SeaHag, you can uh, buy a bunch of raffle tickets, put them in the bag, you win something. So that was so, so sweet. Uh, they also have a video that they put up, and I'm in it. I don't know why, but I am in it, so if you want to check that out. And then also our uh, patron, Brett, came by, picked up a bunch of free stuff, so thank you, Brett. Um now we can get into what we have been playing. Um, I'm going to start off with you guys, uh, James. What have you not been playing? <laughs> so I haven't been playing like anything. Like nothing has really come out that has been interesting to me at all. But what I have been doing is I got into the miniature painting thing. Like a lot of people know, I'm a big like tabletop guy. I play D&D, I play Magic, I play fucking everything. So I'm painting miniatures. And, like, I started with this. You would. This sucks to put together. I have giant sausage fingers. These pieces are very tiny. I've glued my hands together four times. And that's for a game? Yeah, it's for uh, Star Wars Legion. 
It is a miniature tabletop like war game. So like we both have 800 point armies and we battle each other. Um, I'm using the separatist army. So I get to have cool stuff like robots and Count Dooku and, yes. and um, Darth Maul, which yes. is awesome for me. Uh, there's also other factions like you there and you get like ATSTs and like like um, the little probe droid things. You can do stuff like Vader, the Emperor, um, and then the Rebels have their own thing. They have like scoot like the uh, the bikes and stuff like that, dude. The game's awesome. It is a money sink like crazy though. Oh my god, I've spent so much money on this game like already. And then the cost of the paints and all of that, like yeah. Um, that's why we want you guys to subscribe to our Patreon. You'll see it down on the bottom. <laughs> That's exactly because right. Games needs more paints. So Patreon yeah. backslash Game Fix Show. Yeah. Right down there. Games habit. It's hard. To- <laughs> like <laughs> type so, in so, section, like James needs paints. <laughs> so what about you, Mike? What have you been playing, man? Like James, I haven't really been playing much in the video game department. Uh, I, I, I. I went ahead and purchased um, Guilty Gear Strive uh, for PlayStation 4, which I was going to hold on it initially uh, because uh, Arc System Works can be a little bit Machiavellian with their like DLC packages and their character bundles. Uh, like if you if you bought like Blaze Blue or uh, any of the other previous Guilty Gear games, uh, you kind of get stiffed out of the box when when if you don't get the season passes because the characters can be rather pricey. Uh, this game, however, I had to get it because Street Fighter Five has been driving me absolutely nuts. The online uh, infrastructure for that game is just absolute garbage. Uh, I'm, always had a terrible netcode, though. Yeah, <laughs> because like it's it's like Japan's whole mindset with oh well it's 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 like it's it's like rollback but it's really bad rollback and r- rollback's a decent online and internet uh, a, a format for it. It's like better than delay based in a lot of ways. But the problem is is that Japan will go well. It works for us. It doesn't matter if your continent is like three thousand times the size. Yeah. And the player base is all spread out. So, I, I, so, so I'm here, and I'll connect to a match with somebody in Norway, uh, and it's just a laggy mess. So, um, Guilty Gear strives. It's 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 got like a a uh, frame delay of maybe four or five on console, which is bad. But it's it's smoother than Street Fighter Five, and this game is pretty damn good like I, I i like it it, it it's it's dialed back a little bit of simplicity from like the last couple of guilty gear games like it's not as deep as guilty gear uh zerd revelator 2 but that's um, the one i play yeah it's it's uh it's 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 a little more simple than that it's it's very footsies oriented uh the characters have some pretty effective combos they're 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 pretty easy to execute the roster is small there's only like 16 characters for it which it's probably a crime to have a fighting game with only 16 characters at launch um but with time it's going to uh increase naturally dlc character thing right like street fighter did yeah um they 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 just dropped a new character a couple days ago named like gold it's like gold lewis uh 
the best way I can describe this character is that he looks like uh, he, he looks like he fell out of the Big Lebowski. Uh, he's, he's he's like this big hefty C, uh, um, uh, American CIA operative, and he he looks like a blast. Uh, but yeah, um, game's pretty fun. I I, I love it. <laughs> Well, um, as for me, uh, I've I've been playing games, but it's been one game, and I, I don't know. It's it's Overwatch. I mean, I do know, but something like I started just dicking around randomly, uh, like I've done. But some something about this last time like hooked me again. So I'm back on the Overwatch train. Um, I don't know why exactly. I'm just maybe I'm just. I've seen it in a different light. I'm seeing it more like I used to see Team Fortress Classic and Counter-Strike as more of a, like, jump in and do shit. And if I die, I die. If not, like, you know, maybe pay attention to how many kills I get and pay attention to things like that instead of just winning. Because right now, like, it's not... I mean, the the community's not any better. So it's not like... I don't expect oh, things. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting... Yeah, I'm just... Uh, guys like i i just uh, you know i accept it for what it is i don't get like super sweat like mass uh, messed up or i don't get super stressed out about it or mad anymore um and with the crossplay, like look i'm still like I, I don't get it people are gonna play the game no matter what there's no sequel so they don't have to worry about it i haven't seen any the only thing about crossplay in overwatch that i've seen is just a lot of mouse and keyboard which i'm not even saying it as a complaint like you can you know you can see it i have an option i'm sure to do it uh, but that's the only thing, and it's still not even, like, in a game like Overwatch, it's it sucks sometimes. But not as bad as when you're playing a game like Call of Duty, when everybody has, you know, you have to do the same things. You have to kill people the same ways. In Overwatch, yeah, you can have a Genji player using mouse and keyboard, so he's super effective, but, you know, in a way, he's supposed to be. So they're playing him at his best, and I could just switch to another character. Like, no matter what, like, there's some something you can do by switching characters. Like, you can play the game without mouse and keyboard. In fact, I've talked to people that play PC, Overwatch, and they actually, depending on the character, prefer controller. Like, they swear that mid-range fighting on X on console is better. So they will not, that when they play, if they're going to play those characters, they will play on a console. Oh, well, not on a console. They'll play on a controller. That's what I mean. So. I used to uh, I used to queue with a uh, Reinhardt player who played with a controller because he was dude like Reinhardt is so much better on a controller and I'm like dude no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Reinhardt with mouse and keyboard I think would be I mean he's fine with a controller really like just his place yeah, you, really you don't have to like aim with yeah. him really fire strike but like you, you, you just you, you, you the direction and you go so. yeah. yeah. So, like, I could see that, but somebody like Widow or something, yeah. I couldn't do that with controller. Like, um, so, whatever. Th there you go. That's what we've been playing. If you guys uh, have stuff that you've been playing, stuff that you want us to know about, obviously, you can always just shoot a message in the chat room. Send us anything, uh, whatever we want to know. Uh, I'm going to get into this right now. Before we get into all the PlayStation stuff, Steam, like, somebody did something really cool. Steam Deck is just blowing up everywhere it, it's it's i mean look honestly nintendo if they have anything in the works better release it now they they they, they fucked up uh I, i'm sure like steam i mean look they valve could have maybe even like not been so hard on the reveal because i i have a feeling they didn't even know they may have assumed nintendo was going to reveal something that was like equivalent 
But now it's like they've just like nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, so we got the Steam. The OLED screen is not equivalent to this. Come on, dude. So um, half an inch bigger. So the Steam Deck's coming out, and somebody actually took the specs and everything from what the videos were and 3D printed a a Steam Deck. Um, So it's interesting because he got to feel, and he he made a video about it on like the button layout. <clears throat> so obviously the Steam Deck, the insides and what it's going to be doing is going to be really awesome. But when it comes to the actual layout on the controllers, like there were some interesting things like um, the underneath the thumbsticks are two like almost like mouse pads. Um, those, I guess the way that it is right now uh, uh, is really awkward to get your thumb down from the controller. Uh, one of the main issues that he noted was that there's the buttons on the back they added like two more buttons so like technically if you're gripping it your pinkies and your palm won't be touching buttons but every other thing on the back will be but because of that if you're grabbing the controller too firm you'll hit those buttons um there you go and then and then on the the b button or where the b button would be all the way to the right you can even like if you even see the picture like it's really to the edge and i guess like when you start if you're tr- hitting the the top bumper or the trigger and trying to push b like say you're in a firefight and need to crouch you're going to be rubbing against your finger and might not even like be able to do that kind of like i'm one of those playstation people who when you play with the two sticks your your thumbs bump together like i'm not used to that and my thumbs keep hitting each other which is stupid and annoying and i can see how this is going to be a big issue however because this dude did this whoa i'm getting dizzy um because this guy did this valve could possibly take this into consideration because of the way that it was presented it's not just people bitching about like oh the fucking button layout like a dude like went about it like very very intelligently and uh, put it out there, and it's obvious there is no, it's not even a, an opinion based thing right now. It's like fact that those buttons are too close. You know, maybe move some stuff. Uh, I guess the only thing he said was actually the trigger placement compared to the sticks was perfect. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, I'm still on the fence. I still want to know more. Uh, things like this, like an announcement of something so, so big. Uh, draws everybody else who's been working on stuff so like i'm i'm expecting in a month or two to at least have one more competitor come out of the woodwork with a machine that works like this uh or claims to work like this uh and then i don't know it's it's just i don't know i don't know this is one of those things that's still almost too good to be true mike what do you think about wait no 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 james what do you think about the steam deck right now uh i think it's a good idea the my the ability to carry my entire Steam library with me is phenomenal. Yeah, there's going to be some games I'm not going to be able to play on it. That's fine, but like a lot of the indie stuff, a lot of the like the older AAA stuff, this console oh, will yeah. definitely handle. Like that's absolutely phenomenal to me. I like the whole idea. I like the whole premise. I think I think like the three tiered pay system for it is a little weird like with the, the the more expensive one being like over 600 yeah. i think that's a little much but yeah i think this is great and i think i completely agree with you i think this is going to wake up a lot of developers into possibly doing something like this like you know epic is like on the phone right now going dude we gotta do this 
like because that's just how they are. Um, I like the ability to like be able to install other storefronts. Like you can have Windows on it, you can have Epic on it. I think it's awesome. Steam is doing that. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a good idea, and it's gonna be its own little niche thing. I don't think this is a like. I don't think this is being created to compete with the Switch. It's a lot what I'm seeing. People are like, oh, it's just gonna kill the Switch. I don't think it is. I think it's just gonna be its own thing. It's gonna be its own thing. I think it, it will. I think it will kill the switch. Uh, not kill it. You're always going to have your cult following for Nintendo. They, they're not going to die. But when it comes to gamers, you're going to see people like me buying this thing and and not buying the Nintendo switch. And you're really going to like, this is really going to segregate their audience again, which they have just kind of got together. Like they, they are finally starting to bring over more adults while keeping all the kids and, and and they're doing it really good. I mean, of people that play, like it's amazing how many people are still like Nintendo fanboys and and I get it. So once they've gotten all this together, you have Steam coming in and what Steam's going to do is get all those people who are attracted to Nintendo for the portable, you know, for really just for the portable, maybe that's it. But it's just like the power, the gamers who are into it or the game, like people like me, like if I was going to buy the Nintendo Switch, like I'm not going to do that right now. There's no fucking way I will buy the Nintendo Switch when the Steam Deck exists, right? Yeah. However, uh, Valve does not have a good track record with peripherals, with, with hardware. Uh, they have the Steam Box. Does that even exist anymore? No. Right. And and you know what? That was an idea, kind of. That was going reverse. That was taking the computer out of the console or leaving the console, taking the computer out, you know, which is not how you build a console. Really, it's taking the console and putting the computer in. So that didn't work out. Then you've got the um, the controller, which was, to, in my opinion, just a failure. Like I, that looked like the Nintendo, I think it was called the 3D Max. There was one that had zero, zero uh, pad. Do you know what I'm talking about, Mike? The Nintendo yeah. with the flat. It was it was, it was like that flat looking glass surface thing that was supposed to be like motion. Right. It's, you know, it, it'd be like controlling it with your phone, using your phone screen to control a game. I never used it. That's just what it looked like, and that really, I don't know. I, I don't think it really took off, especially when you are a PC, like the PC company game software, Steam owning stuff. Um, and you're pretty much, you know, building something that really isn't what they, like, PC players don't want a controller. Like, hardcore Valve people don't want a controller. They don't. Why are you making it? Why do? You, why are you making, they are doing so much to alienate people that are, like, master race PC. Because they're doing everything, everything they come out with is against that. But then you got their <laughs> VR, which still hasn't come out yet. Which is supposed to be so innovative with the controls, like every finger, finger tracking, and all this, and it still hasn't come out yet. So, Mike, what do you think about the Steam Deck? <laughs> I think the Steam Deck is. It, I, I I think it's. I, I almost feel like it's going to be a prototype for them to try something a little bit different, maybe more advanced. Um, uh, there's there's like complaints about the the specs that it run at, like it's going to max out at like 30 frames per second. Again, for the kind of games that I like to play on Steam, that's not going to be a problem. Because right. uh, like my Switch, my Steam library is full of just like weird indie stuff. So I don't need to worry about the performance on like Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> All right, cool. I got you. Like, yeah. 
so um like I, I, I like you said, I think it's going to be something that's going to um, trigger a couple of more companies to try something because shortly after the Steam Deck reveal, which was fashionable after the OLED reveal that left everybody going, huh? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I saw a couple of rumors that Microsoft might be getting into another handheld type thing, and those talks have been happening for years. I think that, I think that now that companies know that they're not going to dethrone Nintendo from the handheld market. As long as they can kind of compete and have like a healthy user base, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, I, I, I actually tried to pre-order the, uh, the uh, base one, which everyone said, stay away from. Um, but I think the ability to hook it up to a TV is, is kind of awesome. So, um, I see yeah. This, I see it as maybe coming when it first comes out being like, um, because of the cap on the frame rate right now, and we don't know if it's going to be able to be upgraded, but it seems like right now it's just kind of going to be the PC equivalent of all these retro machines that come out that are like preloaded with games. But this is going to only play PC games that, you know, are pre a certain era of graphics. So at first, it's going to feel just like a retro, like even to people like me, I'm going to buy it and I'm going to just play the games that I played when I last played Steam and that was like years and years and years and years ago. Right. So again, for me, it's gonna be like you, Mike. I, I, it's gonna be like no problem. 30 frames, who gives a shit? All the games that I played and that are in my library were built for 30 frames, so. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm gonna download Fightcade on it and probably play like Art of Fighting 2 on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the 30 frames is actually just their bare minimum of target. Like, they don't want any games to go under oh, 30 right. okay. Okay. Um, but this console is definitely, it's, it's 800p, so this console, like, with its specs, this thing is definitely, on a lot of games, it is definitely going to hit 60. Yeah, also, the, uh, the the uh, chips inside of it, I mean, they're, they're, they're like, kind of modified to operate with, like, Steam OS, but it's yeah. already more of a beast than the Switch on, on oh, and oh, its yeah. Tegra X1 chips. Yeah, yeah when, the, when the Switch was released, it was already, like, two generations behind, like, current oh, mobile yeah. hardware. So Nintendo already kind of went into this, like, just behind the curve. Right. And this thing is... It's gonna be powerful. Like it's gonna be a powerful little thing. Like, yeah. it's our culture is gonna decide because it, if I mean history dictates what's gonna happen, America doesn't give a shit about portable. Switch is different. Switch is Nintendo, and Switch is the only Nintendo. Yeah. So if Microsoft's next console was a portable machine, we would buy it because we'd have to. But if we have a choice, I don't think people would do it, or else, or else Nintendo wouldn't be the dominant force. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, pretty so, much. Like my, my Microsoft does a lot of things out of like convenience anyway. They don't even really need like something like the Series X, but it's it's just a means of like convenience for people that probably don't want to get into PC building. So. Right, and it would make sense if Microsoft did make their own portable, especially with the X Cloud. I mean, eventually they own thing and not have to worry about you know everybody else's. But um, so Windows and it would be. Awful. I want to. I want to move on. I want to move on to something kind of funny before we get into the PlayStation stuff. Um, we we talk about it. Me and Dave talk about this all the time. Um, when companies have nothing to do, we were talking about it off the air before the show. When companies, it's like they don't have anything going on and they can't just leave it at that. So they just have to like make something up, throw out a logo, and see what happens. 
for instance, when they announced Metroid Prime 4, they throw up a logo and, like, anyone smart is like, all right, this is just fucking to gauge interest. This is nothing, dude. Like, they, they deliberately, like, they got everybody's hopes up. All these people who wanted a new Metroid, a better Metroid, they got their hopes up just to crush them by no Metroid right now. And then we got the side-scroller, which is sweet, but that's not what people wanted. They did the same thing when they introduced the Wii U, and they were saying, oh, you know, or no, it was, was it the Wii? They announced Zelda for the Wii, and it never came out until the Wii U. Right. And that was disappointing to people. That was like a lot of people. I mean, Zelda is a is a console selling game, and people bought the Wii because they're like, dude, eventually Zelda's going to come out on it. And it didn't. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So the Skyward team... Sword. What? Skyward Sword was released on the Wii. Yeah, but no. Yeah, when they, the they Wii came out... Play like Princess over when the GameCube was dying... Yeah, when, yeah. They, when I'm saying when they released the Wii, when they were uh, about like you know how Microsoft has their their Halo tech demo. When they were tech demoing the Wii, it was all Zelda. We saw all Zelda footage, like all, and it wasn't Skyward Sword animation. It wasn't. It was like the animation. It wasn't Breath of the Wild animation, but it was like really good stuff. Just a tech demo. Again, that's something that they kind of might have thought of. Like at least Microsoft, they're going to be showing you Halo stuff as a tech demo, but. It's gonna, you're gonna get a Halo game. You know, like the tech demo they showed us for Halo uh, Infinite, or yeah, which had nothing to do with the game at all. That's cinematic, but they still, like, you know, that's what they did. Either way, the team over at Sega, the Sonic team, um, are now admitting that they kind of did that. Uh, when we got that little snippet of Sonic running, and then you see that weird logo. And it just says the date, like we it didn't. It just left everybody kind of like we don't know what's going on, but a new Sonic is coming on. Um, they're now admitting that they they did that because they just wanted something for the 30th anniversary, and now they're kind of like regretting it because people are like, "Where's the game? Where's the, what are you doing?" And they're like, "We have nothing. We we kind of just wanted to tell everybody it was in development, but it really wasn't." Uh, so, I mean, maybe after this happens, people are going to be a little smarter. At least these guys are. Um, so as, as for Sonic, there is more Sonic, but we have still no idea about any of it. I wish people would be smarter at this just to begin with. Like, guys, stop getting excited over cinematics, please. Oh, and they, they say the logo, uh, the logo to stop looking into that too, that the logo, you cannot find anything about it anywhere. It's not like there's no cryptic anything it will be revealed when they want. Like, so like, if you are curious as to what it is, they're, they're like, you'll never know. Cause there oh, is, so there's nothing you can means, find. That Which obviously means is. we have to look at the logo. Yeah. Like, we just, <laughs> Stop looking at the logo. The man behind the curtain. Like, yeah. like yeah. that Sonic the Hedgehog trying to be cryptic. It's that's, that's almost an oxymoron, I think. Yeah. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think so good at this. Stop it. <laughs> And like people will see a trailer and then it's like, oh, that hype. And it's like, and how many years has it been since Metroid Prime Four? It's almost almost four years. Yeah, it's like almost four years, and we have fought. And if this new Sonic game just kind of ends up being yet another boost title, like Sonic Forces was, then all of that hype for nothing. It's not going to be Sonic Adventure Three, and and even if it is, yeah, fine. I'm still confused at the fact that it's like 2021 and we're excited over a new Sonic game. Like, yeah, that, it, that, it, that fan base is 
like passionate about something. You can't criticize anything Sonic based or have them jump down your throat. I made fun of Sonic Shuffle, that Mario Party ripoff from the Dreamcast, <laughs> and some guy on Twitter was like, "Hey, <laughs> it's hey. maybe he likes it." It's, it's like yeah. you, you can't say that. I mean, you can't make fun of that. The same people who developed that worked on worked on Mario Party, so you can't call it a ripoff. It, it's it it's is. a rip. I mean, it, you can you can help be part of something and still rip it off. Um, but sure. these Sonic guys, like, yeah, Sonic's cool and all. And, I mean, the hype is only fueled by them. I mean, they're smart enough to kind of treat Sonic bigger than he is, big, big like he was. So, like, even though a shit game's coming out, they kind of got it down where they can give us enough to, to get everybody hyped. They give us a game. And, like, it's almost like you're ashamed of how, how excited you were, so you accept the game as what it is you're like okay i guess right. i see, <laughs> I see want... a lot actually <laughs> go look at the star citizen community <laughs> yeah. all right so let's get into some playstation stuff uh first and foremost uh we usually don't do it until like the month that happens but there's been a big playstation leak from themselves and uh that is something that we like to uh Ah, man, I'm a lot of cash. Yes, that means the PlayStation Plus games have been revealed. They accidentally posted the video because they usually have the montage videos of uh, the PlayStation Plus games, and they accidentally revealed it. Now, one of the games I already own on Xbox, and it's the uh, Plants vs. Zombies uh, Fight for Neighborhoodville, or Neighborville. Um, I'm surprised that a lot of people didn't get into this game. This game was actually very cool. Um, I was big time into Plants vs. Zombies, the first and second one. Wait, yeah, Plants. And um, this one, it, it starts, it plays a lot like Overwatch now. Like, there's the zombie team and then the plant team, and everybody has their abilities. The, the unfortunate part is that more children do play these games, so they don't have that mentality of Overwatch. So there's, like, an orange that puts up a shield like Reinhardt. Nobody uses that thing the right way, you know. They nobody knows when he puts the shield up. Right. Well, you know, they, they won't know that what you're doing. There's healers, but then there's also like it, it. Just people don't get it. But they have this one mechanic that's so awesome. If you pick like two of the same character, like there's this robot scientist guy, you can join up. Like I, I think part of your it might be part of your all. I don't really remember, but you can join up and become a bigger unit. And just go down the, the field and start like attacking people. It, it's really cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, the way they do it, like there's, they finally added because the the last ones didn't have uh, split screen co op online. They only had you can only do the garden thing. So, anyways, that game's really sweet. Did you find the other one? The uh, hunters, hunters world. Yes, the game is like a. So it, it doesn't look it, but they're saying it's a like a 30-person battle royale. But, Mike, this has got to be up your alley. Did you watch the video for this? Yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this one. I, 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 I think it's got some pretty fun, uh, not like Diablo. Um, yeah. uh, it's almost like Diablo battle royale. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's something that I can kind of dig because I, 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 I was never really into like league or anything, uh, but something like this might be up my alley. And I, I am happy that it's like coming to PS4. I don't have a PS5. I feared it was going to be like an exclusive. And some, so, some of their like multiplayer battle royales that they've kind of thrown on like PS5, like uh, Regfest, <laughs> uh, 
The, the, there was the other dodgeball one, the name I can never remember. It. Oh, like, yeah, Knockout. Oh, yeah, Knockout like, City or something? Knockout yeah, Knockout City. That game looks really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I thought it would be pretty fun. And then, like, the payer place, like, disintegrated immediately. Yeah, so yeah. With, 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 with this one being, like, uh, kind, kind of multi-platform between the PS4 and the PS4, PS5. I hope that gives it a little bit of life because I, I wouldn't mind trying this out. It, it so looks- apparently, only the PS5 one is going to be free, not the PS4 well, one. They said it's launching on both, but you mean it's only yeah. PS5 is going to be on PlayStation yeah. Plus? It's it's launching on both, but it's only going to be on PlayStation Plus for PS5, not for PS4. Well, this game, like, to, like what I was getting from it was the when you would like approach a player or ai because this is another one of those battle royales where there's like a world full of demons and i i'm assuming that you can just go you beat up the demons to level up and then you can you encounter other players but it looks like when you when you do get into these battles with another player it almost becomes like a fighting game like it like it has the the whole pop-ups but i was seeing like to me it just seemed like it kind of locked into like kind of like a a fighting arena when you're fighting somebody and that's what i yeah. hope is going on when so you just you, the power stone yeah like if you're playing fortnite and you get up to somebody and you get really close or any game like once you get close enough you know there are no guns and it turns into like a fighting game and then you seriously have to like you're playing a fighting game that's the coolest way to do a fighting battle royale run around yeah. and just fucking take people out match by match yeah, I think so. Like, like fighting games have been looking for a way to cash in on that kind of esports revenue. So, like, maybe Battle Royale will be like a way to try and go with that. That would be crazy. Someone's got to do that. When I first saw this game, it actually, I thought it was like an expansion for uh, For Honor, and it wasn't. Really? <laughs> yeah, like I kind of got that similar vibe to For Honor. Oh, perfect. Right. You're saying for honor, yeah, that was too hacking. But this like, honor, like, just, that game's got a huge base. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird that it does. It's such a garbage. Like it, the idea was there, but like it just, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, the execution definitely failed. But Ubisoft has been, it's been doing good with it, and they've been continually supporting it, and it's gotten, it's gotten a pretty decent base. Like it's enough to justify them doing the seasonal thing. And they're up in like season seven now. I think yeah, like, like it's yeah. it's lasted this long. I and mean, that's still putting characters. In it. Yeah, they're they're still putting characters in it. Um, yeah, like but, there's characters. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, the the last game is uh, Tennis World Tour Two. Uh, whatever, it's tennis. I'm sure. Well, I want virtual back. I want some VR tennis. Oh, that'd be yeah, awesome. That's just me. Um, all right, so there's something that I kind of well, you know, let's let's talk um, Apple TV real quick. Like it, nothing real big. Um, Apple, in partnership with PlayStation, is offering six months of Apple TV free. Uh, you can pretty much just go search it, you sign up right now, um, and you will have it. And then after that, it's four ninety nine a month. Um, I had Apple TV Plus. It was given to me free, obviously. Uh, and um, I don't know, man. I never watched anything. I never turned it on. There's nothing like personally for me, there's nothing on it that really is better than anything on the other 18, you know, streaming services. The only thing I had any type of interest in was that the quest, it was the one by uh, Charlie Day, the guy who does 
um, Always Sunny. Hmm. He did like a video game. It was like a documentary thing on a video game company. That's the only thing oh, that looked yeah. funny to me. Yeah. It looked, it's Charlie Day. It looked funny. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not giving Apple $5 a month to watch that one program. Well, you can get it for free for six if you want. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I have to find my PlayStation controller and I don't know where it is. Um, so the Olympics are happening, correct? We're in the midst yeah. of the Olympics. Yeah, in the midst. And I didn't know this. Uh, James, you mentioned it. Uh, Final Fantasy was in the Olympics. I didn't watch this. Uh, I didn't watch the Olympics. I didn't watch whatever this is. Um, I'm, I'm almost thinking it had to do with dancing. Yes. Yeah, so it was the opening ceremony when they start like, so to preference this, uh, the Olympics this year are taking place in Tokyo. So now it makes a little more sense. Um, cause Tokyo loves Final Fantasy, uh, and Dragon Quest, which is weird. Um, yeah, so it was just, it was the opening, the opening day ceremony. Like they were playing Final Fantasy music and like the internet got excited. Did anybody cool. come out like on Chocobos or whatever? I actually don't think so. Now that would have been awesome. Actually, I, I felt like they should have. <laughs> yeah, like they. So they only come out to the, like the songs. Was any no cosplay or anything? No. All right. There were like a yeah. couple of like regally themed outfits. Like maybe it was from the yeah. new one. Um, but so I mean, it was, it was it was just like the music. So that's that's like what they're doing. They're they're you know pushing the new game, which I don't remember its release date. Um, oh, the, but the second. Is it the new a new Final Fantasy or the Final Fantasy remake sequel? Uh, Final Fantasy sixteen, I believe. The remake sequel. I'm not expecting that for another decade, honestly. Oh, um, but, uh, what? Just one fact: they opened the Olympics with the Dragon Quest theme, and then went into Final Fantasy. <laughs> See, like as dumb as it is and in as uh, like i don't think it really is relevant until video games become something in the olympics like dude like tokyo and japan they they do the coolest like advertisements like the coolest way to promote anything especially video games like they do it like you would never see when the american team comes out they start playing like i don't know like a halo theme or something or god of war you wasn't know, there I, another one where like Pikachu was an official spokesman? Wasn't it like the Winter Games or something? Yeah, like Pikachu was there and shit. Like, like Super Saiyan Goku was at one of those. Yeah, like <laughs> Japan like knows how to do this shit, and like all the other countries. Seriously, y'all need to step up. Yeah, we suck. Like, <laughs> over here there's still a weird like despite video games being the most popular form of like entertainment on, in, in like the country there's still that stigma of like oh you still play video yeah. games as an adult like video games make more money in the u.s than like the fucking movie industry right that just blows my mind and video games still have this stigma behind it like whatever man we'll just go to japan for all the cool shit oh yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so there's this game called Genshin Impact. I know both of you have at least tried it. Um, the only reason I'm mentioning it, and the only reason this even matters, um, with I'm talking about Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, is going to be a playable character in this game. I love cameos. I love when people and companies do this stuff. Um, but I don't, I don't get it right now because 
I thought that like your properties are kind of sacred and like you know like master chief wasn't allowed to be in mortal Kombat. like you know uh i kratos was but i mean whatever he fits um but you know it's you don't always see this kind of willy-nilly stuff you know it took how many decades for nintendo to let somebody make a mario cameo over cameo kind of game like with a whatchamacallit uh rabbits so you get PlayStation, and they have Aloy, and that's cool, but, dude, they're, like, kind of diluting the shit out of this broad, because she is in her own game. They're just like, here, Fortnite, have her, Fortnite. Uh, Monster Hunter, yeah, you guys can have her, too, Monster Hunter. And now Genshin Impact, a mobile game. You want her? Yeah, sure, here, have her. So, like, this right now, like, I don't know. For somebody who would be really invested, especially in, like, lore and the story of a character, this is kind of, like screwing things in my opinion because it just makes it less and less like official unless you're really going to tell me that all these games are connected in universes yeah i i i agree with you on it like i think you're kind of she doesn't fit in the story of this game and they also made her look like shit she looks so bad yeah, like, she looks like that. They did like a cutie thing. Like, let's make yeah, a cutie, like cutie a, anime. Anime, like a faux anime style or like some 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 like light novel game. It's 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 weird. I, I I feel like with this character, they're trying to turn her into a bit of a modern version of what like Lara Croft was in the '90s. Because in the '90s, Lara Croft was like everywhere. Oh, and, she was everywhere. Yeah, but she was never theirs though. Like eventually she went over to xbox because she was never really just like final fantasy isn't really playstation exclusive it's just exclusively on playstation well, that's yeah. the thing too. like aloy isn't really a playstation exclusive property like she's that game is also on pc which funny enough uh pc players of genshin impact even mobile players of genshin impact will not get aloy only playstation which is aggravating. Yeah, the, you, the, you just have to sign into the PlayStation version of Genshin Impact, and you get Aloy and like a really good weapon to use, and it's only available for a limited time. Um, I mean, it's a cool idea. I would love that to in other games, like you know, if it was say Fortnite, like Fortnite had a character. Uh, if they kept it, and when you get the character, you keep the character and get to always use the character, then that's sweet. But you know, I, I don't know. Whatever. If you like Aloy and you collect stuff and give a shit, then there you go. Genshin Impact. Boom. Um, <laughs> um, Alright, do you guys play uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Ghost of Sushi? Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Okay, so it's it's a great game. I don't need to get into it. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a typical third... Uh, uh, third person point of view uh, game that they always make but with samurais and it's really really awesome and if you haven't played it you gotta play it especially the co-op stuff that they added the legends missions which are really sweet it's more like hordes just come but it's four people fighting it it's sweet um, so there are some interesting facts about it I guess this might be kind of pimping the fact that the, the new game or well actually the director's cut is actually coming out but sequel is probably on its, on its way as well um, so there have been in the game, you can see a Fox and you can pet the Fox, uh, and people, I guess, love to pet foxes. Uh, 55, huh? 
<laughs> Did they just add that? That wasn't a day one thing. I'm pretty sure they like updated the game. No, I don't remember because I don't play the game and see an animal and try to pet it. I usually try to swing at it and try to hunt it. Um, like Sucker Punch so, probably saw the meme. <laughs> so, so 55 million foxes have been pet in this game. Um, there's also they, they've just released all these stats and it's pretty amazing. Um, tw- uh, in 12 months there have been 679 million standoffs uh, in the game when you enter like a bad guy territory or whatever you have an option when you see one dude like at the gate or whatever standoff uh, and it just triggers some little thing uh, there have been 68.5 million haikus written uh, 61 million photographs have been taken and here's something sweet there has been 4,241 years spent on horseback in the game. <laughs> and uh, 60 million spirit dogs, 40 point million legends mode missions, and uh, yeah, the 55 million foxes have been petted. Um, the game is coming out on PlayStation 5 in a director's cut version, but it's kind of sweet because it's... I don't even know why it's calling it, calling it director's cut. I'm sure there might be a little bit of whatever, but it, they're actually adding an entire new section to the game and another mission or whatever. So it's actually, it's kind of cool. It might be worth getting. Uh, so there you have it. I can't believe you guys have never played Ghost of Tsushima. Now, I made the mistake of buying Sekiro instead, and that game is okay. Like, all right, I guess if you like the Soulsborne styles of games it's 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 all right but for me those games just turn into parry 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 yeah and that's just the combat and like yeah right because it's all sluggish because i I, I was hoping that game would have been the like spiritual successor to like tenchu stealth assassins which from has and they won't make a new one instead they gave me that tenchu Um, that was a great game that's why I don't like the Dark Souls games. Like, I just, it has nothing to do with their difficulty. I would figure their difficulty out. It's the fact that everything in those games is just so painfully slow. Yeah. Like, walking in molasses, you swing your sword in molasses, you just, you roll in molasses. It's just, it's just so it's slow. Molasses. Yeah. And a lot of games are incorporating that kind of fight style too, using the trigger and the bumpers for fighting, rolling. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order is kind of like that too, um, and it's like there's one more action in that. That was a lot quicker. Oh than yeah, there definitely. Action. But it, when it came to like boss battles, when you're actually focused on one enemy, it became like one of those battles from Dark Souls where you know really you got to just sit there. You're not going to do it on the first try, which sucks. Like some games, like sure the boss might be big, but if I'm good, I should be good and I should be able to beat him because I'm good. But when you come up to like bosses in this game or the Souls games, like it becomes more of like remembering the the patterns. That's all, which is simple. It's what it's what you do in NES games. You remember the boss's pattern. And I thought we got over this. So if that's the case, and you got to remember the the pattern, then that's fine. But then all of a sudden, it's not just one pattern. You have to start remembering all sorts of patterns because once you remember one, the computer uses a new one. So it's all based on pattern. So if you're going to do that, you're going to make it the only way I could beat this guy is knowing the pattern, but then you're going to constantly change the pattern on me. That's just like unnecessary. It, that, to me, that's unnecessary. I'm not really getting beat by that dude. I'm getting beat by my memory. 
Right. It's it, it's 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 a way to kind of prolong the difficulty in a lot of games yeah. by like ha- having the boss go into like desperation mode and then suddenly he just starts wailing on you with like 35 extra moves and then you go, oh, okay, he's added two extra hits to this combo. I can't get hit by that because now if he touches me twice, I'm a dead man. Yeah. And, this is how ridiculous that fan base is. I was reading through Reddit the other day, just kind of scrolling through and somebody made a post about Dark Souls 3. The original Dark Souls, sorry. Uh, they went through the game using the standard basic sword, no upgrades. Yeah, I read that. And, like, the first boss or some boss or something took them, like, 16 hours to beat because he did so little damage to the boss. And, like, and I'm sitting there, like, reading this post, and I replied to it, too. And, like, my question was just, why? Like right, what you do? Well, that's like the people that start Zelda and go right after Ganon. Yeah, there might be a way. Just it's 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 possible to do. You can even do that in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I've seen speedrunners in Breath of the Wild literally just spawn, do all the stuff they can on the on the like the the tutorial zone, like fly out and immediately go to Ganon and beat Ganon. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, there's nothing else to do in that game. But like, dude, really? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Right, well, and, and, you know, wait, that's not exactly But but they even even like Kingdom Hearts kind of adopted the uh, Soulsborne style of like fighting. I watched my wife play Kingdom Hearts three, and she's just wailing on enemies, and then they wail on her, and it's just it's just <laughs> taking turns. It's like there's 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 no like method or strategy to this. Block until they're done hitting, and then you just hit them. It's mm. Um, like and, and, and at least with Ghost of Tsushima, it looks very stylish, and I think that's what I appreciate. Oh, it, it's like the typical like like Shadows of Mordor kind of stuff, Batman Arkham. Like you know, you're surrounded by dudes. You can do parries. You can incorporate your little trinkets and stuff. So, yeah, definitely. Nice. Um, Sekiro, I, I know. Like I heard a lot of a lot of my friends played that game, but it looked sweet. But yeah, once I heard about the the way it was played, then whatever. You know what? You're absolutely right, man. Because like Assassin's Creed Valhalla was like that. Yeah. Like it literally, like you know the the beginning levels, it was you know, and then enemies just started having more and more and more and more health, and you're literally spending twenty minutes just killing a foot soldier because they have so much health, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> like. What am I doing? Like, and people complain about easy modes in games. Difficulty today, it's it's just turning enemies into bullet sponges. Yeah, yeah. that's not how it should be at all. Well, yeah. stop stop leveling everybody up as I level up. Maybe just have levels of dudes. Right. Um, well, so Netflix. Uh, this is going to kind of lead into our, our movie talk. Uh, but Netflix, we mentioned I think last week they're they're starting to get into video games, um, and whether that's like i mean i had the idea because they've been tinkering with their interactive kind of the the interactive shows where you kind of like you know choose your own adventure type stuff via the controller that you're controlling with netflix and whatever black mirror one actually wasn't too bad i never played i never really did any of them i the first that puppet one that came out that stunt writer fox thing i just saw it and i was like oh that's i guess it's kind of neat minecraft part the minecraft story mode (laughs) Uh, I saw on there, and it—I mean, it was uh, enough, I guess. Like uh, doing it through Netflix. Um, so, anyways, they have announced, of of course, that they're gonna really get into gaming. And 
I guess it turns out that they're they're kind of going to be doing it right. So they have a really good point, um, and they're really I guess addressing just their properties. Like if there's a Stranger Things game that comes back out, or if there's something else like one of their properties, they pretty much are saying, well, we're we're making the game, and the game's sole purpose is um, you know just to exist and to to be like this is you know uh, this is a Stranger Things thing and Stranger Things exists and and there's nothing else that they need to do because they own everything about it so they don't need to charge people money they don't need to get us with like any kind of like loot boxes or stuff like that like it could be absolutely free and absolutely good Um, so that's kind of like sweet because as we're seeing, they're actually starting to, you know, control a bunch of properties. Uh, and the, the only one I can think of is like The Witcher. So obviously they don't own The Witcher, but they own the rights to make The Witcher into that. Now, all it would take them to do would be pretty much dump the funds because now they're kind of like part of The Witcher thing. Uh, you know, give CD Projekt Red a way huge amount of money just to help make that game even better. Uh, maybe even freer, maybe something because of the fact that it's like, you know, doing nothing but helping their game. Just like, I don't know, a lot of times when you do have games that are made based on stupid shows, uh, let's say the Space Jam basketball game that's out right now. Like, the game is super simple, super short. It was done as a contest, so whatever. But, like, no one put anything into it. If it made money or not, who gives a shit? No one cares. It's free anyways. Um, But imagine games like that, but that were like, you know very like very good like maybe even tied into the canon of what they're like based on like i i'm not i'm not afraid of this idea right now yeah i'm not either like anything that anything that continues to move this industry forward i'm completely for like it be it like the interactiveness that netflix was doing or even to this, like, I have absolutely no problem for, listen, more games are better. It's just the way it is. Like, like who, who, who exactly is going to be down on this idea? I mean, uh, all, all Netflix would have to do is just, like, hire and contract people with a little bit of gaming know-how. I mean, that's how Microsoft started. They didn't really know a great deal about games, and they went in and they kind of built their own philosophy off of it. So you can take some properties in here. And, like, I think the first thing that crossed my mind when I saw the story is, uh, I don't know if you guys ever played any of those, like, games off of, like, Newgrounds back in the day. Yes. In, like, the early 2000s. And I thought thought that they could, like, add some games like that. Maybe some, like, lower-end ones. uh, With, like, the way games have evolved now, like, something like that could be... It, 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 it could be really great. Like, there are people wondering, like, oh, geez, it's like Netflix in trouble with, like, the rise of all of these other companies having, like, streaming platforms. This is a way to diversify their product. And getting into gaming while gaming is still a hot commodity, it's a great idea right now. Yeah. And not to mention, like, those uh, that, uh, that what the hell was it? The, the Walking Dead games, like, those interactive yeah. games. Oh, yeah. The, that uh, would be- Perfect. Like Netflix. Yeah. Like that would be absolutely perfect because there's not a lot of action in it. It's just like a choose your own story thing. That'd be perfect for that. Telltale games. Yeah, absolutely. Telltale games. They would fit 
on Netflix perfectly. I still don't like them, but if there was, you know, any kind of game that they could make and have on their platform, it would be a game like that. Um, they've indicated, though, I think they're going to be doing, like, more mobile stuff, like kind of like they had the Stranger Things game. Was that on mobile also? I don't know, but, you know, when they have a mobile yeah. game for their show, um, but they're just pretty much saying from here on, those games are going to be quality. Uh, so, sure, anyone can fucking say that. Uh, it could be anything, but like, they just, they seem to be saying all the, the things that people want to hear when someone makes an announcement like this, you know, explaining how it's going to be better. Well, pretty much we have like, this is just us instead of dumping money into a commercial being made for Netflix, we're putting it into a fucking video game. That's our commercial. And I think that's fucking brilliant. You know? Yeah, it's good. I mean, if advertisers like, dude, fucking Coke came in and it's like, Hey man, Hey, uh, Microsoft, listen. We're going to sponsor your game. Just put fucking Coke in a futuristic logo all over the city in Halo. Like, you know what? People might complain a little bit, but they won't because because you're going to do this deal, it's going to make your game half price. You know, like we're going to put enough money where you could charge people half price. The other money comes from all the advertisement we're going to get from people that have to see it. Like this isn't even like TV or radio where you can just turn your head, turn it off, not pay attention. Like you're already involved in this game. Even if it's a fucking load screen, most likely you're paying attention. So if a Coke logo comes up, you're going to see it. You're going to see it because you're waiting for right. the game to start. Yeah, it's just advertising. Like, um, that's why when uh, it was EA, it was one of them, like that rumor was going around about EA is going to put like ads in their games and like yeah. internet. It's just during a loading screen. What do you mean? Sports games have been doing it for 20 years now. Yeah. Like, Hairs. Yeah. The players' jerseys are made by Nike and Adidas. Mm-hmm. But do you think, like, when you watch a TV show, that just like it just happens by accident that there's like a fucking Coke can and prominent display on the screen? No, Coke paid, to put, Coke paid to put that there. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that always that, that, that always pops into my brain is that is, is like Rise of the Silver Surfer when they pull back the uh, the uh, the uh, um, tarp off of the car and it's like it's got the Dodge logo on oh, it. Oh yeah, like, they do that in in the Avengers too with uh, Acura. Was it Acura? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Look at the James Bond movies. They do the Lexus all the time. He's always driving a Lexus. Bond is always driving a Lexus. Yeah. Why? Because Lex paid five million dollars to be in the freaking movie. <laughs> right. Who, 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 who's going to turn down that cash? Yeah. I like the the uh, whatever company it is that does the Infinity, the Disney Plus show thing with the Scarlet Witch and Falcon and uh, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about? And Loki busts out with a Tesseract, but then steals someone's car and gets in it, and he's like just driving, and then. <laughs> Uh, Captain America, or yeah, Captain America, I guess. Whatever, it's cool. Um, so we'll, we'll stick with streaming services. HBO Max. Now, this is a company that is actually, look, I think it's the best one. I gotta say it. Like right now, I think that HBO Max is the best of the streaming services. Um, it was surely, I thought, going to be not the best when they made the announcement for some reason that they were going to not fulfill their word on all of their theatrical releases being on HBO Max. And they were going to say, you know, starting on this date, it's not going to happen this way. It's going to go on the theaters first and then after a while go there. But that never happened. It still hasn't taken effect. Um, So now they're saying that they are 
going to they they have more movies planned straight up for HBO Max. They have more originals planned for HBO Max. And they have shortened the window, which I don't know if this even correlates with when it ends up streaming, but the window between theatrical release and home owning the movie, like being able to download it or buy it, has now been shortened to 45 days. And it's depending on the movie. And they made it sound like depending on how much money the movie makes is how fast it'll go. So if it bombs, like the next week you could see the movie and fucking download and streaming. So I think the window, so it was, it was in theater and HBO Max for a month. It was in theater and HBO Max for 30 right. days. Yeah. And then it was taken off of HBO Max right. and only shown in theaters. And then I think, I think, don't quote me, I think it was three months. It was a three month turnaround. So it was in theaters for three months. And then it came back to HBO Max. That could be right. I didn't. I didn't I'm pay attention at the time. But yeah. the and, and I'm basing that off of how Disney is doing theirs. Disney does the three month turnaround on their on their yeah. movies. Um. So I'm I'm pretty sure that's also how HBO is doing it. So yeah, like instead of the 90 days, you're shortening it to 45 depending on what it sells, well, like how much it makes in the theater. That's awesome. Like, listen, the theaters are, a, I, my opinion, the theaters are a dying industry anyway. Yeah. Right. Like, if they're going to die like arcades died. Yeah. Like streaming is definitely, it's the future. Like it's just the future. The only problem is, is there's just so many of them right now. And we need to start killing off the smaller ones and like combining them into the bigger ones because i'm tired of having seven different apps on my tv for stuff i want well it's gonna there's it's just gonna end up being like the the whole circle of life just like with like it started with cable cable has everything and then you know you're able to a la carte that shit and then that's not good enough because now we want more control so now we can't control everything but now we can't control everything that we want so then we have to get other channels and we're going to have, like you, like so many streaming services, every single fucking company is going to have their own eventually, that then a company is going to come out that is going to be a big hub for everything, where you're going to find everything, just su- subscribe to us, one price, get everything. And then we're back to cable again. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so like, this is great. I think Mortal Kombat, like the, even though it wasn't like the greatest movie on earth, what Mortal Kombat did was prove to them that really... Uh, they they shouldn't do what they're gonna do. They just they they whatever it was, it, it helped them, and I think that's what might have swayed them into. You know what? We might have something here. I don't know how they make money on this. Whatever they're doing, it's probably licensing fees, uh, license, publishing fees, or whatever it would be called to like own and stream. But uh, it, hopefully they keep it this way. You know, because look, when they decided to you know do what if they decide to release something in the theater first, did they do that with Wonder Woman or was Wonder Woman on HBO Max first? I think Wonder Woman it, dropped on HBO Max first. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, it was both simultaneous. Okay, so yeah, it was simultaneous. let's take Disney then, the better example. When they released the Black like Black Widow and or Mulan and it's $30 to rent, guess what? Most people are saying, dude, you know what? I could just wait because if I turn around, hey, look, Loki's right here. You know, or everything else, like, it's not a big deal to wait. And I think, like, 
people are kind of used to that. Like, I think that this $30 thing is stupid because this is what happens. There are families that exist that used to exist. I think I was one of them where movies would come out and we can't afford to take the whole family to the theater. So we'd wait until it came out on video and you'd have to wait like two to three months. We're used to that shit because there's so much out there to take your mind off it that you might as well consider it a new movie release when it's out in the theater or when it's out in the store. And that's all people are going to do. And I think that's what people at HBO Max have realized, that that's what they're going to do. If you're going to put it out in theaters first and then HBO Max, those people aren't going to go to the theater because they know it's going to be on HBO Max. So even if I can't watch it now, though this whole culture is based on firsts, I think when it comes down to it, like as, as a group, like people will wait. Like, hey, pay $30 now to watch this, which I don't know, I can go on YouTube and review it and be the first blah, blah, blah. Or I could save that money and watch all this other shit that they've given me for free. And then it'll be a surprise when I turn the TV on and hey, look what's on. Right. If there's any reason why that would work is probably people either catering the FOMO or to avoid spoilers, I guess. But $30 is a lot of money to avoid spoilers. For like in your instance, it was a family. So in your instance, that $30 would be way cheaper than what you would spend actually going to the theaters. So in your instance, the $30, I understand. If you want to rent it for 30 bucks, I totally get that. It beats the $100 you would spend going to the theater. In my case, like, I'm single. I have no family, like, or family that goes to the movies. The 30 bucks for me is outrageous, and I'll just wait the three months for it to be free. <laughs> like, I think the $30 really just comes down to circumstance. Like, just if you have a family, big family, you're all going to go the 30 bucks is a better option. Yeah, but that's also assuming that that, that only really works with family movies though. And I don't know if yeah. why no one's thought of that. Like that's that's all fun and games, but even if you're going to say, "Oh, well, if the whole family goes, it's this." Well, yeah, give me a movie, release a movie besides Mulan, while well, Disney is I guess it's a little easier, but you know, that I can take my entire family to. Could I take my son to see Mulan? You think he'd like it? I don't know. I don't want to risk $30 on that. Even going to the theater, you know, like <laughs> But if it's a movie, everyone, like, if everybody in my family happened to like The Avengers, then yeah, there you go. You, you just saved yeah. me some money. But you also have to fight those odds then. The odds that each brother and sister are going to agree on something. And yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But, like, yeah, it's 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 funny how, how they're doing it. And, and I'm interested. And I, I think that – I think it's going to be good, especially with HBO Max. And I hope Disney just changes their mind and does things a little bit differently. Yeah, does Disney do that with every movie, no, see, yeah. that's the thing. Like, they didn't. They they have certain movies that they don't, and it seems like the Pixar movies aren't. But the, hmm. the only ones they've done it for is Mulan and uh, uh, Raya. And Raya. Oh. And Raya. Huh. So Raya, Mulan, and uh, Black Widow were the only three that they've done that with. Luca came out. Soul came out free. Um, Onward came out free. Onward was the biggest. That's a, such a great deal that Onward was free and not. And they could have made that one of these right. exclusives, and it would have been worth it. That movie. So basically, great. all of the money that all of the movies that they know guaranteed are going to make like a hundred million dollars. Those are the ones they're releasing for the thirty dollars price tag. If you look at something like Soul, Soul's probably not going to do that good at the box the box office to begin with. Like, yeah, it's a Pixar movie, but like, other than but here, here's, but what Pixar they do that good, yeah. But what they, but that's see, that's the thing like, Pixar movies, they are like, no matter what, 
there isn't a bad Pixar movie made. There's not. Like they no, all win awards. No. They're yeah. all high quality. Yeah, and whether they target, whether they target everybody, like I've never watched Soul, but I cannot. I would never say it's a bad movie because it's made by Pixar. Because I've seen all of Pixar stuff, and even if I didn't like it, it's a hit. You know what I'm saying? Like they just they make, which is why Onward, being, uh, you know, like movies like Onward and and uh, Luca, like, even Luca, like, like those Coco kind of movies. Yeah, Coco. Well, Coco is a little older, but like those movies, yeah. like they, it's almost like they're picking the wrong ones, dude. Black Widow for sure should not have been. Onward should have been. Raya should have been, because that's like one of those like Disney princess movies. But like yeah. I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's very weird. They know, they know people were going to pay to watch Black Widow. Like they just know that it's right. the Marvel movie in over a year. Like you know, people are dishing out money for that yeah. movie. Right. Just, not not to mention that like it, it also precedes their like announcement of like the next of this next phase. Yeah. So they're they're gonna start cranking up the hype meter. Yeah. I, I, I'm always wondering if they're going to do like tier lists for these like if you buy this basic package you'll get a discount on the new blockbuster movie that's on our release right listen don't give them any ideas yeah don't give them any eventually ideas. they're gonna do something um all right and uh the last thing well all right i, I gotta mention the injustice we, we mentioned injustice was becoming an animated movie uh courtesy of dc uh which is very awesome uh dc sucks except for their animation department which is just fucking awesome uh and they're finally doing probably i think one of the best dc stories ever written uh and that is injustice with pretty much um superman becoming the villain and uh almost too little too late because i mean look in my life their story of superman becoming bad was the first time i saw that and now you have the boys and you have Invincible, where you have the superheroes just fucking doing horrific things. Right. Um, but our buddy, Yuri Lowenthal, who is the voice of Spider-Man in PlayStation's exclusive Spider-Man title, is has been cast in this movie um, as Mirror Man, um, and as The Flash, and as Shazam. Now, the story is going to be based on the actual game, story and the comic book phase the phase one comic or the the first run of comic books which i'm assuming is almost yeah. the same as the video game i didn't read them uh and in, in that case huh i thought the comics were prequels to the game i never read them but yeah, if they, they are but that's the story yeah that, that's the story they're doing so they're not like trying to like reboot it or make it a different universe or do a different adventure or anything like they're sticking to that so we're gonna see spider-man killing the joker because the joker killed lois lane um and all that shit we're gonna see shazam die uh we're gonna see a lot of awesome stuff uh so i'm very excited probably the most excited i've ever been for any kind of dc anything including uh like warner brothers mortal Kombat, which i still kind of affiliate with the same production company yeah like it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool to see that art style now mesh with like mortal Kombat. it was it was actually kind of surreal at first um uh, to witness that but yeah um the the uh, last couple of animated dc features that i've seen have been pretty cool um so i'm i'm definitely looking forward to this story uh, except for let's let's also superman reds red sun which i was I, I i was i was kind of down on a little bit um like the evil superman story it can be like really hit or miss it really depends on the author if the author can like really hone in on like a 
Twisted Superman. I I I I think that it has promise. See this? Um, have you played um, Injustice? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like so like I think that this works in Superman's case because it's still not like I'm. He flipped out and became evil, and that's. I mean, that's what I get from the story is that like he's not really evil. He is evil. Like, I mean, it, it, this makes sense to me. He's evil like Thanos was evil. Um, Thanos had a very good point. Thanos had a, a he was trying to help just not in a good way you know it was it's like hey i gotta get to, i gotta save this girl that's drowning but these five people are in my way i'm gonna kill them first to get to her all right so so that's kind of the thinking but the whole time superman's just trying to stop this shit because just and i think it, it hits a nerve with me because i've always believed that since the first time the joker escaped and killed again every single murder is on batman's hands because he won't kill the joker and i love that 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 story just pretty much starts out superman killing him for that fucking reason and pretty much blaming bruce for that you it's your fault you killed lois lane because you wouldn't kill the son of a bitch uh hey. so yeah i i mean I'm, I'm excited for this one it's gonna be good and they're yeah, and they and they don't they don't hold back either they don't like they, they cuss and there's blood and it's just it's sweet so very cool um one more yeah, thing i want to hit movies have definitely gotten more of the higher rating oh, yeah. like i watched uh, i watched justice league dark not that long ago and like yeah there was a there was some cussing and some like really gratuitous kind of violence in that movie and i'm like holy shit i love it like yeah <laughs> That's they, 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 they're good at that. There's one that's coming out now on Netflix that I really I don't know about. I only know because of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, and that's uh, Usagi Chronicles on Netflix. Uh, and Usagi, I'm all I know is Usagi Yo, Yojimbo. Is that his name? Yes. Usagi Yojimbo. He's the rabbit from Ninja Turtles. Most people probably don't even know that that happened. But Mike knows. Uh, you were telling me about like what the cameo was. I only know of the guy from the toy. And the reason this is kind of exciting is because does this tie in? Is this a Ninja Turtle spinoff? It could be. I mean, they, they always leave that door open anytime that they um, bring bring Yasagi Ojimbo back. Um, but he, he generally cameos in most incarnations of the Turtles as kind of like a, a, a nod to uh, Kevin Eastman uh, because the author of Yasagi Ojimbo and Kevin Eastman were, were kind of like partners and pretty much lifelong friends. So... Yeah, with with this one, find kind of, I'm I'm surprised that it always that it took this long for Yasagi Ojimbo to get his own cartoon. I mean, he he'd always had the comic books and they were always successful, but in in the like realm of turtles, it was always rather niche to see him. So now so it's now, like Launchpad in in Ducktail in the the yeah. Disney afternoon. Yeah, pretty much. He's, he's <laughs> 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 right. Um. So. <laughs> So, um, do you think that it has to do with the fact that, like, I mean, it feels that what what is it called? Animor animothropic, anamorph, anamorphic, anamorphic is kind of like in right now, and more so not like in the sense of furries, but just in the sense of we're tired of seeing humans on screen. Let's do this animal thing. 
Yeah, like I, I, I was sad that like Disney never capitalized off of that after Zootopia because it looked like Disney was back with animals again, mm-hmm. and then they kind of didn't. So, um, seeing like Yusagi Ojimbo again, it actually kind of gave me flashbacks of the Kung Fu Panda series, which yeah. I think is better than uh, it, it got it, it, it gets credit for. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to this, and I would hope that that there's going to be like more of it down the road. Like Netflix has been putting out some pretty cool shows between that and Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Like, uh, it's it's it's, it's so, really cool to look forward to this. Mike, question: Because if anybody would know, you would know. Um, didn't didn't Yusaki Ojimbo originate in the Archie line, and then work his way over to the original? image or was there always like it like a like a an eastman and leard version of that character archie is like hey a rabbit with a sword let's use him yeah the the stories off the archie comics yeah um so when when he crossed over i i i think that there were like some like rights that were paid off that's probably one of the reasons why a tv series never happened um the archie he was also never in the cartoon either right uh, not he he, he. he appeared in like one episode of like the uh, eighty seven turtles, and then I think he appeared again in the two thousand three turtles. He did appear in the eighty seven turtles. Yeah. Um. It was it, it, it was it was like really brief. It was it was just one episode that was just about him. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh. It was it, it was very much like the uh the uh other comic series that Eastman wanted to do with like the uh the uh, frogs because like there was that bit where like the frogs appeared and that was another comic that he wanted to do. Um. And it didn't last as long as Turtles. Uh, Who were the frogs? What, what were they called? Oh geez, I I can't exactly remember their I name. Like remember that. Uh, but yeah, like Shredder had like gotten the he, he had like gotten these mutant frogs to battle with them, and I, I I think that they started off as like a side toy line that Eastman wanted to do a comic for, and I I think it existed. Like my, Are you my, talking my, about the punk frogs? Yes. Yeah. Punk frogs. And, and I, I think they got a couple of Playmates toys back in the day, but I don't think it was enough to like uh, uh catapult them into like a show. Um, Let me, uh, for for reference. All right. Here is. Oh, that Genghis is the, Frog is part of that. I saw. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where that's, it came that's from. The okay. frogs, like that Mike is that Mike is referencing. Okay. I'm pretty sure I owned one of them in I, this one. I think line. they only made one, right? I, I think I, 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 I've only seen one. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they only made the one. I yeah. think they were going to make the others, but then after the accident in like 95, they just stopped producing them. And right. that was when that shipment coming from China to the US sank in the uh, sank in the Pacific. So only half of that line was released in the UF. That's why like the giraffe is actually like kind of really rare, and um, oh. yeah. So that that, that, think, that explains a great deal. Yeah, like there's the, the 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 one of the series, like the one of the final series to that toy line is actually just like a lot of those figures are incredibly rare to find because a shipping vessel 
marked from China to the U.S. sank in the middle of the Pacific. So we only got a short print run of some of those figures, one of them being that giraffe. And shortly after that, the whole line was canceled, so they never re-released any of the figures or anything. So... I think that's going to wrap things up uh, unless you guys know or remember something that I don't. Uh, oh, yeah. I retro reboot. I, uh, oh, ha, ha, yeah. That's very important. Let's go, guys. Right. Mike, yeah, Mike's got – he uh, reviews a retro game every single week and puts it out uh, Tuesday, right, at midnight? Mon- uh, Tuesday at around, like, um, 12 p.m. Uh, like, to, to, to some sort of between uh, 12 p.m. and 1. Uh, and this week I'm going to be doing the first Mega Man game – on NES. Nice. And I, I, I often get a lot of shit thrown at me when I talk about Mega Man online because I'm I, I don't hate the franchise, but I hated the way Capcom has treated them over especially in like the, the like two thousands when like nostalgia started to kick in and they just kept trucking out anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I wanted to go back to like the uh the uh, original series and like take a look at the very first game because uh it's it's interesting to see the launching pad that it that it started from into Mega Man X, which is like one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. Yeah, yeah, that Ooh. first that first Mega Man game, that game was not good. It wasn't. Like, it, it, it really wasn't. wasn't. Like was... Mega Man Two was incredible. That first Mega Man game, like you could kind of see where Capcom was like trying to go, and just that just failed. Like, because that was the backing for the Darkwing Duck game. Like, a couple years later. And I I always thought that Darkwing Duck was, like, a more polished uh, uh, effort of what, like, Mega Man was. Um, It really was. And and then, like, by the time they hit three, like, like three, I think, might be the best game in the series. I I know two gets a lot of love, but I I, I felt like three had, like, I agree with you. Like three, the mechanics were kind of down. The bosses were really good. Like yeah. the bosses in the first one were just awful, and in the second one, like they were good. Three was kind of their pinnacle. Like that was a really good game, and then Capcom just started shitting them out every fucking year, and everybody's like, "Really, right. dude?" Like, <laughs> yeah. And then the X series came out, and that just the X series to me was like a reboot to that franchise. Because, like, it seemed yeah. to me it's everything Capcom wanted to do in the original X-Men. I'm sorry, the original Mega Man, but just couldn't due to limitations. Yeah. Right. Because, like, in, in the original Mega Man, it was, like, all slow. And, it, it, like, it, every every yeah. panel of the game was, like, one screen. And it was it was just sluggish. Not to mention in Mega Man X, you could Hadouken. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was so awesome. Right. Like, in the Aston Gap, but dude, you can Hadouken and it, like one hit bosses. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> All right, you can check that out uh, on our website, gamefixshow.com. Uh, that's the Retro Reboot. And uh, with that, I have to thank both of you for joining me. Dave will be back next week. He's on a little vacay. Uh, we will have more of whatever. Uh, tons of stuff and video games and whatnot. And in two weeks, uh, I believe it's August 8th. It's a Sunday. We are going to be at Toy Palooza. That's in Pittsburgh. Uh, so if you're in the area, it's not a very far drive. So even if you live in, in our area, 
and definitely check us out. We give free stuff to our patrons, and uh, you know, high fives and hugs aren't being given now, uh, but maybe soon. So uh, yeah, check that out. All the info. Facebook.com slash GameFixShow. We do this every single week. Uh, Mike, thank you very much. Lead contributor, producer James, thank you very much. I am Verlaine. Thank you very much. Kisses to everybody. Uh, yeah, and with that, we're, we're out. Oh, shit. Here we go again. Adios, turd nuggets. Hey, hey there. there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are we are always unpacking that very question on sleepover cinema check out sleepover cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com see you soon